Hey, podcast people, this is Allie, and this I'm your host for With an Axe Podcast, the podcast where we talk about legends, lore, mystery, history, true crime, and conspiracies, and a little bit of everything in between. So if you're into that kind of thing, stick around. We're going to have a wild adventure, or at least an okay adventure. But this is my very first podcast that I have ever done, and I'm sure you can tell about the audio quality, so I apologize ahead of time. Um, I'm just getting started, and I don't have a soundproof room or anything, so I'm sure you can hear some background noise and paper shoveling. But let me introduce myself. I am from Missouri, middle of nowhere. Um, I was born and raised here, and I've just been obsessed with true crime, history, mysteries, all the the fascinating weird things for as long as I can remember. So I decided to do a podcast. I originally wanted to do it with one of my friends, Missy, but um, unfortunately she lives like two and a half hours away. So we just aren't able to get together as much as we wanted to. Now that being said, she should be able to come on the podcast every once in a while, but unfortunately it's not going to be every single time. That That is something I wish we could do more often, but we just unfortunately aren't able to do it. So she will, like I said, be joining us hopefully soon, but in the meantime, it's mostly just going to be me. Um, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm from Missouri. I've been obsessed with this for a long time. And so I wanted to go ahead and just share what I know with you guys. So the name of the podcast is With an Axe. And um, I feel like it would just be blasphemy if I did any other topic or, or you know, before for the very first episode, I just feel like it would be absolute trash if I didn't do the Lizzie Borden case. Um, now Lizzie Borden is, I'm sure a lot of people know about it. It's, it's like super famous. They have like a nursery rhyme about it or the jump roping Lizzie Borden with an ax gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 40 or gave her mother 41. So, you know, they would just sing this while jump roping down the street. No big deal. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things like we all kind of know about it, but what do we know about it? And so I figured, you know, this is the basis of how I named the podcast. So I figured we'd jump right in and go for it. So Lizzie Borden was born in Fall River, Massachusetts in 1860. Her father's name is Andrew. Her mother's name is Sarah. And Sarah actually died when Lizzie was younger. Um, she actually has an older sister named Emma as well. So I, I forgot to mention her, but, um, Lizzie was actually pretty young when, when Sarah died, Andrew did remarry, but Emma was always kind of like the mother figure because she was several years older than her. So she, you know, cared for her and was pretty much a constant after her mother, Sarah died. Um, Abby was always painted to be like this evil stepmom. Um, a lot of people around town say that she was actually really nice and they, you know, they'd never see a mean bone in her body. Uh, that being said, nonetheless, Lizzie still would walk around town bad mouthing her saying, you know, just made her about to be seem horrible. Um, Lizzie's dad, Andrew, he actually worked in textile and he owned a bunch of property too. Um, it, and it was known that he was tight with his money, um, or better known, a cheap ass. And so I'm wondering if he was like some kind of slumlorn. It didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. What I, I mean, I couldn't find any anyway, but, um, yeah, they said he was a cheap ass. So, 
you know, Lizzie and her sister Emma, they both wanted that ritzy life, that super expensive. They thought they were entitled to it. And the reason they thought that was because their dad was loaded. When they died, it was like about 50, 10 to 15 million in like today's money. So it was, you know, they, they had a pretty penny, but mostly I guess it was probably to do with like him pinching pennies. Like he wasn't letting any of that go. They lived in a modest house and until, you know, I mean, for several years, they didn't have, they didn't have running water, electricity, none of that stuff. So like they, they had the basics, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, they, they thought they deserved better. Um, most of their family actually lived on the hill, which I guess was like the ritzy part of town, um, that overlooked the, the actual town and they thought they deserved to be up there. So they were, you know, a little sour about that, but, um, they, they kind of were embarrassed by their dad's simple taste just because they thought they, you know, they were above it. And so that was kind of harboring bad feelings. Um, and also whenever Lizzie was younger, she kind of ran into a little bit of issues. She never got arrested or anything, but she had some sticky fingers. So she ended up stealing a bunch of stuff. And I think it was like little things through different stores. But nonetheless, she, you know, she stole stuff and um, it got to a point where her dad would just call up the shopkeep and just be like, hey, you know, Lizzie's coming to town. If she steals something, holler at me. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you. Uh, which, in my opinion, might be bad parenting. Like, if my kid's messing up, you know, I'm, I'm going to let them deal with the consequences of their actions. But, you know, hey, I'm not parent of the parent of the year or anything. <laughs> but, um yeah, he would just like totally call in and daddy dearest would just cover for her. And so she did go to church though, which I don't think really was doing her any good since she was, you know, pick, you know, being a thief and whatnot, but she was very active in her church. And, um, later on, they actually told her like she couldn't come anymore. They like kicked her out of the church because of like what happened later. Um, but anyway, so when Lizzie was older, you know, Abby's family, which is Abby was her stepmom, Abby's family ran into a little financial trouble and Andrew gifted them one of his rentals. Um, because like I said, he was in rentals and he had property. He gave them one of those rental houses so that way they wouldn't be homeless. Like, you know, clap, 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 uh, good dad, good deed. And so, you know, he's, he's over here doing things for his wife's family and Emmett and Lizzie were pissed. They did not like that at all. They thought they deserved the stuff, you know, that, that how dare he be nice to somebody else, you know? And so they're a little bratty about that, but he then, you know, he, you know, I guess they threw such a fit that Emma and Lizzie, they ended up getting a rental of their own. Um, he gifted, he gave it to them and he was like, here, you know, here's a house. And I guess it really wasn't in that great of a neighborhood because they never moved to the, you know, they never, never moved out. They ended up just like being landlords themselves. And then they realized like, eh, this is too much work. So they sold it back to their dad and, um, you know, that was that, but they still were just like super, super mad about it. And so, um, you know, time goes forward, their uncle shows up one day and he was just like, Hey, I've got business in town. Um, you know, Hey, can I sleep here? So, you know, of course they had the guest bedroom and he was there. He was, you know, getting, getting ready to do his business. And, um, yeah, so they, it was one day they had, and I apologize. I'm kind of going off memory here. He had business in town and I think he was going to buy oxen or 
you know, I very could well be, be very wrong on that. But either way, he was, he had to come into town to do some business and, um, he stayed at the Borden's house. So, and this is Sarah's brother. So it's not, it's not Andrew's brother or anything, but that morning they had breakfast. Everybody was actually kind of sick. They weren't feeling good. Um, the men still left the house. Like for example, like, um, the uncle John, he left, I think it was around eight or so. And then shortly after Andrew left about nine and then they ran off to town and did whatever they had to do. Um, now Bridget was their maid or servant, um, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but she was, you know, violently ill. She was throwing up, you know, doing, I mean, just doing the most. She's not feeling good. And then Abby was like, Hey, Hey, I know you don't feel good, but like, can you go wash the windows? So she like had to go outside in the, like, it's August. Okay. I don't know where you live, but August is hot here. And I know Massachusetts is quite a bit higher in altitude or, you know, higher on the States than we are. But nonetheless, I, August is just brutal anywhere. <laughs> so, um, you know, I can't imagine what she was going through to like washing windows and just like, Oh, let me puke. Bleh, and then like wash, 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 like the dedication this woman had, like, good Lord. I couldn't, I couldn't, but anyway, Nothing about me. So, you know, Bridget was out there washing windows and Abby, you know, after the men had left, you know, Abby wasn't feeling good, but she's like, let me go, um, you know, fix up the guest bedroom. Cause like I said, John had just stayed there. And then Lizzie supposedly was ironing handkerchiefs, handkerchiefs, whatever you want to call them. And then she said she was going to go fishing later on. And then, so she went out into the barn to find some iron to use as like a sinker for her fishing line. And then whenever she came in, she found her dad and her dad somehow some at some point in time came in and had laid down to take a nap. And then he was, you know, obviously hacked up. Um, they chopped him in the face a couple of times. Um, and so, you know, she screams and then Bridget comes in and was like, Oh my God, you know? And, um, so she, she was like, hurry and get a doctor. So Bridget runs down the street to get the doctor frantically. And then, um, Lizzie goes out onto her front porch and the neighbor's right there. And she's like, what's going on? You know, being a nosy neighbor. And, uh, she's like, my father's been killed. And so the neighbor comes over and she also later made a, made a point that she's like, I didn't see there was any blood at all on Lizzie. So, you know, that was a, another point as well. But anyway, so the doctor comes back with Bridget and they're checking him out. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. She, they, he's like, daddy Darius is dead. And so, uh, you know, they checked him out. He had been chopped in the face like 10 or 11 times. And I'm not a psychologist, but like that screams personal rage to me. Um, but they said there was like blood everywhere. Just, I mean, just around the bodies where they were killed. It wasn't like all over the home. And so, you know, Lizzie gets Bridget and then like, or the, Bridget gets the doctor and the doctor's looking like, yo, this guy's dead. But they said he was still warm to the touch. So he was just murdered, like, like fresh, clean, just murdered. And so they eventually found Abby as well. And they said Abby was worse than Andrew. She was hit only 18 times. Only, I say only. Whew, can you imagine being like chopped up 18 times? But she was actually hit in the back. And somebody snuck up behind her and did the, did the deed. Um, 
after the police got there, they were questioning, you know, questioning everyone. But when they got to Lizzie, she was high as a kite. The doctor, I guess, gave her morphine um, as like a sedative because she was, she's just traumatized. I mean, her father was just murdered in, in the sitting room and then her stepmother murdered. So, you know, she's, she just can't handle it, which obviously that is a traumatic thing to go through. I can't, like, I personally can't imagine but I mean, nonetheless, I think it was pretty crappy of the doctor at the time to just be like, you can't handle it, do, 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 do. you know, morphine her up. So, you know, it, it was kind of a, it, it was, her story kept changing and she was kind of in and out of it. She did say that, um, she, that Abby had gotten a letter that day and one of her friends was sick. So she went to visit that sick friend. That was like her thing. She was like, well, Abby wasn't even here. You know, she went to visit a sick friend. She kept saying that. And, but nobody could produce a letter. Nobody knew who the sick friend was. And nobody else knew that she got the letter besides Lizzie. So, you know, that was a whole thing. And so, you know, the, the police took their statements and everything. And then they left. What, you know, so Lizzie and um, one of her friends... And I think Emma and someone else, they all stayed at the house that night. But guess who else stayed? The dead bodies. Yeah, apparently back in the day, it wasn't normal to like take the bodies to like the morgue or anything. They just like, oh, well, you know, we didn't get to finish this murder scene. Let's, let's try it again tomorrow. Like they just like left it. And I'm like, there's so much like, oh, so much detail there. I mean, yeah, they posted a guard outside of the house, which okay yeah whatever but I, it just like nowadays we know about dna and now we you know we know so much and it's just insane that they were just like let's just post a guard to make sure nobody comes in or out like uh what about the people inside either way so the guard that was posted he actually made a statement that he said whenever um they all went to bed emma or um I can't remember what her friend's name is, but Lizzie friend went to bed and she slept in the, the, the dead people's, the Andrew and Abby's bedroom, which I guess, yeah, they weren't murdered in there, but like still creepy. So she stayed in there. And then a couple minutes after, you know, she had, you know, Lizzie had left her friend. She goes downstairs and is cleaning something. And then she's down there for quite a while. And then the reason the guard saw this is because she took the lamp downstairs and so he's like peeking through the down the basement windows or whatever and he sees her cleaning stuff and then where she was cleaning stuff the next day they found a bunch of bloody rags and water you know gross and she's like oh that's just i'm on my period like it's just my period and then back in those days guys were like oh gross yucky girls are gross so they didn't pressure it any farther i mean and like i said they didn't have any dna the way to test that or anything so i don't know that they could have done much with it i mean they could have kept it and then we could have sampled it now and then you know tested it but you know at the time that wasn't even a second thought so you know they they were just like ew period girls are gross and then left it at that um so yeah um so they had um, they were able to tell Abby was killed about an hour and a half before Andrew, um, but they, nobody saw anything. And my, my burning question was like, Bridget was washing windows. Windows look into the house. Like, I know you were on the other side of the, and I guess they had their house set up weird, but like you were 
on the outside looking in like how did you not see anything like that just was weird not that I think she did it or anything because she doesn't seem suspicious to me but the fact that she didn't see anything that was suspicious to me I was like oh that's, that's kind of weird but anyway uh Emma was not there when it happened I think she was she was out in a different completely different town and if I'm not mistaken it was like a girl's trip and so I think that was the only thing that saved her ass uh, but they did find blood on Lizzie, but like I said, she was, she said it was her period. So they were like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then the day after the parents were buried, Lizzie was on in the kitchen, like ripping up pieces of a bloody dress and burning it. And then I think it was the neighbor who was in there and he was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I got paint on it where I'm just going to burn it because like, that's, that's a thing. Like dresses were super expensive back then. There was like a ton to them, you know? And like, even the... You know, if, I didn't know, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was a neighbor. She was like, hey, that's a, that's a little suspicious. You ought not do that. And she was like, eh, it's fine. Like, I got paint on it. Obviously, we need to burn it. So they did that. And then um, they also found out that she was trying to buy some chemicals from the pharmacy, like, a couple weeks prior. And they were like, mm, that, no, that, no, mm -mm, no, no, no. And she was like you know, obviously pissed off, but like, how dare, you know, I need, I need to, she, I think she said something about seal skin coats or something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's honey. You did not do a good job of covering your tracks. Like you were totally suspicious. Like it, I don't think anybody's setting you up, but like, dude, you are not setting yourself up for, for good things here. But I'm glad the pharmacy was like, mm, no, that's a fish. So, you know, cause that was poison. Um, that she was like the chemicals from there. She like, if you put it in your drink, like you were totally dead. Um, so anyway, they finally arrest her and it took like 10 months for this thing to go to trial. So she's just like chilling in the jail cell. The trial took about three weeks. Um, but she was actually found not guilty and acquitted. So, you know, because she's a dainty little woman, they just basically couldn't believe that a woman could do such a heinous thing like how could she she's just a weak little woman um now we nowadays we know that uh, women are bad bitches like they can do some things so you know don't don't cross out murder for us <laughs> um so anyway she stayed in the same town until she died which if that was me like I'm being accused of murder and I'm getting like weird looks every time I go into town like I'm gonna skip and I'm gonna go somewhere where absolutely no one knows me especially if I didn't do it because like oh can you imagine but anyway um whenever they got their inheritance Emma and Lizzie actually bought a house on the hill which is where their family had actually you know where most of their family was and so they finally got their place on the hill it just took someone to murder their parents no big deal and so they, they lived there and they actually lived together for quite a while. And Lizzie had another friend live with her. Um, and so eventually they, they just had, had their, you know, had their differences and Emma ended up moving out and they kind of split ties at that point, which is really sad because they were so close, like their entire lives. Um, but yeah, they just cut ties because of differences and it never really, she never really said, she said things happened and you can't, you know, you just can't get you can't go back. And I'm like, Ooh, spill the deets. But I'm like, you know, what, what could that have been? Because there's a lot of theories around that. You know, the theories are that 
you know, she was, was Lizzie a lesbian because she never did get married. And, um, you know, her sister was also very, um, very churchy. Um, that's not the word religious. That's the word. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. And so obviously being gay was like not okay back in the, you know, back at that time. And it was very frowned upon. So maybe that was the final straw and the, her friend that lived with her, maybe that was her lesbian lover. Who knows? But, um, she also said that things happened when they were kids that they just couldn't, they had, they had issues with. And I'm like, okay, like what could have, what could have happened? Some people think that, um, there was incest and abuse at the house. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I'm like, or like, she's a lot, like I said, let's going back to the lesbian thing. Um, you know, what if she had a friend over and her like mother or stepdad saw or, you know, found out and then there, she was just like, you know, I, I, I don't know. But apparently it was like back in the day, it was like a big, big no, no. So how dare, you know, so she just maybe in a fit of rage, she just like chopped him up. I don't know. I don't know what happened. There's not enough detail. I feel like I miss, you know, I need to know so much more, but they just, they didn't have more. So, but that makes, you know, that brings me back to, you know, the Lizzie and Emma, when they cut ties, like, did she confess? Did she be like, you know, did she slip up and say, you know, I, yeah, I did, I did kill him or, you know, something like that. I don't know. It, it would be really interesting to know more, like if they wrote things down in a diary and then eventually after they died, it was leaked. Like that would be fantastic. I mean, you know, I'm sorry for your personal, you know, things being leaked everywhere, but if that helped answer some questions, like totally, that would be fantastic. But, um, you know, no, we never, we never did find out. Um, who did it? And so it's like, I guess technically it's still an open case, but you know, I think, I think we all kind of know who, who did it, but nothing has been said in stone and, uh, nothing's been, you know, proven. Uh, but Lizzie ended up dying of pneumonia at the age of 66 and it was actually really adorable. I mean, not her dying, like that's obviously not adorable, but the fact that she died only a few days before her sister you see that kind of thing in like old people, like when they're just like absolute, like the notebook. Hello. Like Noah and Allie, like the, he was like, I'm gone. She was like, I'm gone. And they were like, so cute. Goodbye together. And you see that a lot, um, with a bunch of old people, you know, that have been together for like, since the dawn of time, they'll end up passing, you know, really close to each other. And so I'm just like, that's so romantic. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's, it's sweet because the sisters were so close, but yet they had some kind of falling out in like the last few years of their lives. They never, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't get to have that. And so it's kind of sad, but you know, and then you go back to thinking like, oh wait, but she's a murderer. So like, maybe that's not so bad. But like you said, nothing was ever proven. And this is one of the, one of the true crime and history topics that just absolutely boggles me and I'm like there's so much more information and then had this happened today we would definitely know who did it because evidence is like way better today that detective work is way better today we have the more technology we have more technology that is allowing us to I mean just diagnose things and we have like the DNA evidence I, I really I just I not saying I wish this would have happened, but I wish they would have had this information 
back in the day, you know, so that way we could figure out who, who, who did it, why did they do it? Um, that's also another thing that just interests me. Like, why, why did you do that? What, how did you get from point A to point B to point C? Like, what drove you to murder someone? And so that's also something we're going to be talking about in this podcast, but it not, not this episode, but we'll have to do another one for that specifically because it's just so fascinating. But this is Allie. And like I said, this is with an axe podcast. If you are interested in learning more about true crime and I'm sorry, true crime, legends, lore, mystery, history, and conspiracies, definitely subscribe wherever you are listening and consuming this content. I am hopefully going to get better at this, (laughs) fingers crossed, Um, but I would love to hang out with you and uh, let me know what you think. Um, Did did she do it? Um, if you send us an email, it's with an axe podcast, all spelled out, uh, with an axe podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, let us know what you think. Um, and if you have any suggestions about anything else, like podcast topics that we should cover, then uh, let me know. We'll research them. We'll get them on here. Um, but thanks for sticking around. Have a good one.